Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. But, um, it's really cool. Got a kid. Did it ta- what did it, it taste like? Would it taste like beer? Well, the joke, it, I tell you, it was, <laughs> if it was your first pint of the night, it was, ooh. <laughs> it, it was, we made it a lot stronger than we needed to, so it was, we, we nicknamed it the rocket fuel. Hello and welcome to this week's No Idea Yet. I'm your host, Freddie, and I'm here with Johnny and Alistair. And today we're going to be delving into an intoxicating subject. Ooh. <laughs> so, as always, they have no idea what I'm about to be talking about. And I like to give a bit of reasoning behind my inspirations. Now, as I've said in many episodes, it's because of a news article, or it's because of a debate, or it's because of a, like a, a, a thing I saw on the internet. Well, this week, it's my dad's birthday soon. <laughs> okay. I think I read that, it's your BBC, but yeah, go on. Yeah, so I was looking into what I could get him, and if he's listening to this, I'm sorry if I didn't get this for you, <laughs> but I thought, well, he likes to make his own um, kefir, which is a fermented drink. Uh, he also likes to make his own sauerkraut, which is strong but you know it's good for you good for the good for the gut and I ended up falling down a rabbit hole of home brewing of beers and wines and ciders now I don't know if this topic today will stay just purely on the making of beer and wine or if it will end up on the whole alcohol subject with health and legality but today I'd like to talk about making your own alcoholic drinks at home and maybe beyond mm-hmm. so um bef- well actually i'm going to ask you to a quick question and then i'm going to give you that's right i have an am i the asshole oh, yes. yeah <laughs> it's really weird it's <laughs> really weird um, but yeah so i was just going to ask do either of you have any background knowledge or ideas about making your own alcohol at home I'm going to start with Johnny first because I think I know a little bit that Alistair has an idea. Um, I've made kimchi before, which is fermenting things. That's one thing. And it kind of worked. And it was really funny because Abby just hated it for the largest amount of time of just having kimchi in the fridge and having to periodically open it outside so it didn't blow up <laughs> and it stank. And she's like, are you even going to like it? And I did it like 80% correct. So it's kind of like the end product was like, okay, not perfect. Could have been a bit bare. I think it didn't soak the cabbage long enough. That's not alcohol though. Um, it's okay. I quite like kimchi, but it's not no, the one that I made. No, that's totally, maybe we'll have to change this to actually just being like making your own things at home that are edible because that's pretty cool. Like, All right, baking then. <laughs> ah, no, nah, it's not coming back. No, that's, that's my yeah, only, that's... I think my, oh wait, no, I do have something We. It's not, it doesn't count as making your alcohol, but we made blueberry gin. All that counts of is just putting gin in a big dugong and then putting sugar in it and blueberries. And that was it for X amount of months for Christmas presents. Fair enough, fair enough. That sounds pretty cool, but I mean, I tasted that gin and I also ate those blueberries. (laughs) (laughs) Just ate like 100 alcoholic blueberries and they tasted it. Awful. They just tasted of alcohol, like you know, like 
Do you know like when you get flavoured water, which is mainly water with a bit of like something, which just kind of like when you don't put enough cordial in something. It's just like yeah. alcohol, straight alcohol with a bit of gin and blueberry in a little bite. Well, I ate them until I got a stomachache, but like <laughs> I was eating them. And it's one of those things that like you can chew, but you're trying not to taste it. Does that make sense? You're like, <laughs> you, you had to eat it like that. Moving your tongue away from them like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, Alistair, you have a bit of experience in this, I, I believe. Well, I hope you remember me. If you, if you don't remember, I'll be very disappointed. It was my 21st birthday, you were there, and um, everyone, you guys made that drink for me. That was a lot of my, the homebrew beer that we made. That, that, that was our first effort, actually. We, um, we basically just brewed beer when we were at uni, which is, um, so, I mean, successful would be a strong word. It did what we wanted it to do, which is make cheap, quite strong beer. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was a lot of, like, the, the thing that I, I enjoyed about it, as, as a fact that I thought was quite interesting, which I will share with, um, with our listeners and, and everyone else, was basically about why wine and everything is all why you never see a wine that's more than fourteen percent or about fourteen percent. The fact that all, all spirits are strong and that are distilled because um, to make, make them stronger, or fortified whatever to make them stronger because the yeast inside the liquid, right? When they're so you, you basically beers super simple four ingredients: um, water, sugar, hops, and yeast. And then also you can have other stuff as well, but um, that's the basic. And then you've got the the yeast basically eat the sugar and turn the liquid into alcohol. And then when it gets to 14%, the yeast, it becomes so alcoholic, it's obviously just like poisonous, that it then kills all the yeast. So that's why it cuts off at 14%, which I always thought was quite interesting. Maybe yeah. not, maybe it is, I don't know. But um, but yeah, no, so yeah, that, that limited experience for sure. I definitely got a, got a home grower. We did it. I said, well, we did it a few times. It's really cool. We got the kid. Did it, ta- what it, did it really taste fun. like? What did it taste like beer? Well, the joke, it, I said, it, it was... <laughs> If it was your first pint of the night, it was, ooh. <laughs> it was, it was we made it a lot stronger than we needed to. So it was, we, we nicknamed it the rocket fuel. We had that we had it as oh, the rocket fuel. Was it like the, the frosty jacks of beer? You don't like it. Was, it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely a super brew. Of a, <laughs> it, it wasn't that bad to be there. It was, it was not too bad, but it was, um, it was pretty, uh, pretty effective at uh, <laughs> getting us yeah, well, pretty, pretty, pretty merry. I'm, I did actually, I'm sorry, forget that we drank that. But obviously, for you, it's something that you did over a long period of time. For me, yeah, we did it. Did it we, yeah, obviously, didn't do it year abroad, but we did it. Yeah, we did it both in my first time in my European year. Yeah, for me, it was like a night that I don't really. I remember some great parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, a fun weekend. I have to say that was a very fun weekend. So, for our, our listeners, I genuinely did forget that Alison has a brutal own beer, which <laughs> actually I think is going to tie into this nicely because that means that we can ask you some questions, maybe, because I have no idea. Uh, that yes. was basically the extent of my knowledge. Of what I just said that, but, you know, but no, okay, I, it, well, it, was, it was a really fun experience. I was we're going to well. be talking about wines and beers and maybe a bit of cider as well as other drinks, maybe like vodkas and stuff. Um, I'd like to kind of delve a little bit into like the history of it because I have no idea. Like, I know that it's like illegal at parts in parts of yeah, time. prohibition was, was really interesting. I think for it because um, obviously, like, yeah, the, the whole thing of beer is it's so easy to make because so a so few ingredients. So, you know, as long as it's there's obviously ways to make it nicer and, and that's nice, but to make it alcoholic is you know, that's why obviously alcohol's been around for so much longer than other drugs, just I think, want, because... Just leaves apples out in a bowl, and eventually they'll become alcoholic. Yeah. So it's yeah, so yeah. hard to pro- make a prohibition, because then we just do it out of anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, people yeah. people um, were telling me here that the rule is in Germany that... I know I keep banging on about Germany, but I'm here, right? Um, that's fine, is yeah, that you, can, you can only have four ingredients, I think. Yeah. Any beer. Yeah. And it's like oh, a purity fruit. So not a fruit beer, then? I think you can, but it has it's to be. The hops is what I think, yeah. But so it wouldn't be. It, 
you wouldn't be able to call it technically a beer. It would be a maybe not. I mean, again, Google that as your. I give you that's your homework. German fruit beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone. So in my like. So when I was looking up kits, I mean, I only did this today, really. So I, I haven't got any knowledge about this yet. That's why I want to talk about it today. Um, so I want to talk about like ease of it, like if it's a good idea, if people like the idea as well. So a guy, I, I, I was just having a little look um, very, very briefly about this. And someone made their own beer in the South, um, on the South Pole. Uh, and they used like, they were like, oh, I've got this. I'm on the largest block of ice in the world. I've got the freshest water. And they made beer out of it. And they said that this was a beer person. And they said that like water purity is a real issue. Um, if you try and make beer out of like with chlorine or something in it, then it's not going to be good. And I was like, ah, that's interesting. I kind of thought it'd be more about the hops, but actually, I guess if your base ingredient is not good, your final product isn't going to be top quality, is it? Does chlorine kill yeast as well? I think that is the reason. Yeah. I feel like there's not that much chlorine in drinking water. <laughs> or in water <laughs> otherwise, it would probably, you probably notice if you oh, swimming pool has already got like, you know, a yeah. very, very tiny amount. So, yeah. Like, but. All right. When yeah, they took the fluoride out of tap water, people's teeth got worse. They had to go to the dentist. Yeah, no, that's what's my theory. Not to control the population, it's just for, just for our teeth. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Like chlorine in water. Because I don't know. You know, maybe it is there. And they're like, oh, it just, or maybe some places it's so bad. There's, you know, when they say, don't drink the tap water, mm. I mean, I always yeah. do. <laughs> oh, no. If you, uh, if you, I don't know anyone who did, did in China, like, if you lived there, you would not drink the tap water. Like, it's yeah, yeah. like Dubai and desert places because it's like it's the water on tap is not good because it's you're in the middle of a desert. <laughs> no. Also, look up there. Okay, it would be like brown as well. You come out like brown again. Yeah. Don't really want to wash my hands in this. <laughs> she certainly like mm. a make a pint of it, but yeah. Well, it's but brown, yeah, I guess I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> no, in China, you really wouldn't want to drink the tap water, but yeah. Fair enough. Would you okay, would you like to hear an am I the asshole? <laughs> Yes. yes, that's it. Yeah. So, when you're looking for anything, if you Google home brewing, you're going to get beer fanatics or Dungeons and Dragons fanatic because <laughs> home brewing, as it turns out, is um, kind of like a term used for when you make up a character or something, kind of using the rules of the game, but actually using them, kind of bending them to suit yourself. So, unfortunately, I couldn't find um, a discussion exactly about homebrew but I did find a lot about alcohol and I was reading through some and this one caught my eye because because of just how absurd it is but they they, they wrote it so seriously and they wrote it so seriously so are you ready for me to get in on this yeah we are aye aye captain because I can't see you because I'm looking at the story oh sorry yeah no go for it <laughs> okay again no title just so that like, I had the surprise. Story goes, I went to a good friend's housewarming party. I brought with me a somewhat fancy, inverted commas, bottle of Cabernet that cost around 80 bucks. Now, I'm just going to put this out here. $80 seems like a lot for a bottle of wine. <laughs> for me, anyway, that's extortionate. But, okay. Not the fanciest, maybe, but I don't usually ball out that much on wine. I mean, neither do I. The party was going well, and I noticed my wine had been opened and half had been drunk. Somebody told me they were enjoying it and started laughing uproariously. She told me to ask the host why. 
confused, I did so. In fact, I found her and she was very drunk. She told me my wine was a hit, but I was mortified to find out that her and a few others were using my wine, among others, for making wine enemas. I thought it was a joke, but she was completely serious and took me to the second bathroom where a few people were gathered, wasted with enema kits or whatever they're called, I don't know the right word, and a bunch of towels on the floor. Somebody was in the shower, pants off, laughing, and the other people were encouraging her to hold it in. I was absolutely aghast. I asked her to clarify if she had used my wine for an enema, and she had. I stormed back out to the kitchen, grabbed my bottle, and left the party. I was furious for my wine to be used in this way. I got an angry text the next day that it was impolite to take back a housewarming gift, especially when the wine was already opened. I have since heard from other friends that I overreacted, and that it's not my business how people enjoy wine that I gift them, and even some people saying that wine enemas are becoming common, and that I shouldn't be so judgmental. I don't know what to think. I find the wine enema disgusting, but at least use cheap wine if you have to. I just don't know. Was I wrong to take back my wine when it was used for enemas? Wow. Ooh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so funny. I don't I mean, think Dungeons and Dragons, I won't lie. And so it's, how does Dungeons and Dragons get into this? Why isn't an enema happening? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, the dude I'm who's spending $80 out. on a bottle of wine and then go to the party with... <laughs> it feels like there's a real disconnect, like maybe he's friends from work or something. <laughs> he doesn't sound like this is just normal social circle by any long shot. <laughs> <laughs> I know people in the comments were saying, the thing is, this is a, a good one, I think, because it is a mixed bag of if they're the asshole or not. Because if you take it out, it's really basic form. Someone gave a gift, they were unhappy with how the other people used it, and so tried taking it back. That's mm. the, that's the mm. but it, that's the core of it. At first, I yeah. thought you meant they just went to a house party, they brought a bottle of nice wine for it, and somebody started using it. Because then I'd be like, yeah. oh, well, that's, that's fair enough for them to take it back. But if it's a gift, and it, I guess if the person you gifted it to wanted to do that, then I guess... Fair play. If somebody else decided, oh, well, it's gifted anyway, we're going to use it this time. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, but the other thing, because they can do whatever they want with it, really. Obviously, it's a, bit, it's, a bit, it's a weird thing to do, and it's, you know, especially at a party with those. I mean, like I said, each your own. But my thing is, if, like I said, I definitely think you're a bit of an arsehole if you, if you give something like that and then take it back. But it's just like, well, that's the whole point of a gift, is you don't take yeah. it back. And it's, I don't know. That's, I think, that's my take on it. Yeah, it depends. Look, for, for, it depends if they knew axiology. Uh, if they knew the value of the bottle, would they have done the same? Do you like know, them? Of like, they may not. They might have thought it's a four dollar bottle of wine. So they're like, yeah, let's do that. They don't realise he spent a lot of money and it's a nice gift. So, so that could be. It's like if they knew the value, it, maybe yeah. it, it depends on the type. Yeah, it depends on the type know. of the party as well, doesn't it? Massively, surely. Yeah. Like, so, okay, I've got to ask. There, am I out the loop? Is this something I've? I mean, I've heard of people putting other stuff up there, but I've. I mean, and I know that people do the, the tampons thing where you soak a tampon in alcohol because obviously, like, um, the the blood membrane barrier, barrier in the mucous membrane, that's it, in this lower, large intestine, yeah. it, it, it goes straight to the blood. But, I mean, doing it with wine, is it because it's strong? Is it, like, I mean, wine? I don't know, yeah. to wine. There was, there was a, you know, Darwin Awards. Have you got the Darwin Awards? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's one about a guy who did that with like a bottle of cherry brandy or something and just yeah, killed himself because <laughs> wow. he could obviously very easily kill some man or boys and could do that. Like it's oh, yeah, well, it feels like yeah. butt chugging, right? They call it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I do feel it's a bit it depends on what I think. It, I've seen like 
making videos on Reddit of where someone's like a major prank and they turned everything as a prank for their friends. But while they were away, they had the keys to, to their house or their apartment and they turned everything upside down, including taking the toilet seat off, turning it upside down. They had furniture upside down, the bed they put upside down. I think, and it's like, as a prank between mates, I think as long as they're helping to put it back, funny, ridiculous, and what a story. But loads of comments, but I can't believe this. The disrespect of us, disgusting. Like they did that, and like, I think yes, if they're not really your mates, and like, yeah, that's well harsh to do somebody. But if you're all mates, surely you've got the keys to their apartment close enough that you couldn't be helping them sort it back out again. And it's kind of like yeah. cranky. So yeah, I hope their holiday went really well because if they came home after a bad, <laughs> yeah. like, that would not be so funny. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, yeah, but it's a thing. It's a thing of like knowing the. Knowing the room, no, yeah, so like, know, know the room, yeah. But if you went to a house party, you know the audience, and like you didn't realize yeah. they're going to be doing wine editors. I mean, like, I don't know, doing wine. <laughs> you know, like, like, it was going to be a fancier affair than it was, put it that way. So, yeah, yeah. Like, if it's like a dinner party and you go with a nice bottle of wine, and then everyone's like, oh, you know, you know I, if you're grossed out, you're grossed out, and that's kind of your, your bag, that's fine. You can leave the party, but yeah, I think taking the wine with you is yeah. still a bit of a yeah, yeah, I think it's a gift. At the end of the day, it's a gift. And although, yeah, yeah, I think it could be disrespectful to the gift that you've given. It's still a case of it's not you've gifted it and just if walk out if you don't like it, and so know like, that you more, pay that money for them. Yeah, a more common maybe situation with a very similar vibe would be you get I give you an eighty quid bottle of rum or something, and you and like here you go, and you're like, oh thanks, and just start chugging it. Like, or worse, mix it. If you give someone a really expensive bottle of uh, whiskey or something, and then they mix it with coke or something like that, then you'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah you're like, you put coke into it. the fresh bottle they just opened. It's like <laughs> you put all of 20 mils of coke, but you've ruined the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so in that case, I mean, I'd definitely say something like, hey, don't do that. Like, it's worth not doing that. But if they continue, wait, whatever, that's their choice, right? Like, mm. I mean, you could just tell other people about this story of the time that you you'd be like it. oh that's sacrilege jokingly but yeah obviously like i said it's, it's, yeah yeah, it's yeah i mean if you really want to be about it, you could say oh by the way that's like an eight quid eighty dollar bottle by the way it's quite nice so i wanted you to enjoy it i mean you can do what you want but yeah okay yeah. i i think that makes it sound way too, i think once you've been giving up on that like you just, just give it yeah get, like you know like I said, that, I think if you stop bringing up the price, I think that's I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I, I guess it depends if it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. But in the end, they are the asshole, right? Yeah, I think so. Or is, yeah. it, or is yeah. it a mixture? I think it's. I think. I mean. I think obviously at the end of things, a bit it's kind of amusing and it's kind of a bit weird. But yeah, it's, it's like. It's, yeah, I definitely. I don't think he's the asshole. I think, like I said, I think it's very poor form to, to you know, like I said, I think a level of generosity is there that. But you then once you go back on it, you just come across as really sort of cheap and mm. I don't know. Anyway, that's yeah. I think it's that thing as well of whose whose head you're in. For him, it's like it was so disrespectful to me because they don't they realize it got this. And it's like, no, they don't realise. For all intents and purposes, you just got a cheap bottle of wine from Sainsbury's before you came and said, oh, I'm here for the party kind of thing, that attitude. And then somebody wouldn't care. Whereas you should yeah. put loads more care and thought into it than actually was required. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it depends whose head you're in. So does anyone else just really miss parties after hearing that story? <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting oh. people. <laughs> don't, know what, don't know what kind of parties we're going to be having later this year, mate. Hopefully, but <laughs> man, that's the thing. I'm in like in the middle of nowhere, which is totally fine. But this, you know, it's per- totally fine. Like I know that I'm not missing out on stuff, I'm getting my head down and doing work and blah blah. But if I'm still here when everything opens, I think I might like oh, I'd crush me. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, well, 
the last thing depends on the age of the person if they if you're in your 20s like yeah assume that if you bring alcohol to a party it's going to get drunk in whatever way possible if you're in your 30s it's kind of like you're like your 30s and it's like a housewarming party and it's all like professionals it's like why are you doing wine in this <laughs> like kids are in bed kind of thing maybe like that's a really <laughs> you know it depends what yeah, yeah i think yeah if you if you like late 30s everyone's like whatever you do wine enemas it's kind of like i guess you'd expect some if you bring a wine bottle somebody to treat it a certain way if you're in your 20s like no don't expect anything I mean, that's your fault I mean, of course if you're in your 20s and you're buying eight, eight year old bottles of wine to go yeah you're doing mm. fine so what you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean imagine though that like i mean uh, i don't know if any of you have actually seen south park there's an episode where they figure out that like if you eat food backwards it's better for you so they put food up their bum and then they they vomit out um the poo as it were uh, but it becomes like totally like normal like so they're there at a dinner party they're so oh so hello shanna hey you've had a good good time uh this week with your thing and then they're like <laughs> but it becomes normal i mean imagine if it was kind of like wine enemas were just like it was more formal and polite way because you don't get you feel sick like in your stomach maybe if you drink too much you just you you can eat perfectly. Just pass out or die from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, you just politely. You, you just politely don't need a glass. die in their bathroom. <laughs> was it? Was it? Is it vomitorium? Something like that for the Romans? Oh, no, Romans, uh, no, that's that's a misconception about. Oh, is it? Is it? What they, or, yeah, because they, it was called that because of like it was like a place where people walked through. It had nothing to do with vomiting or something. But yeah, did, I think yeah. Did they do that or not? Is that something to look up? That's, that's one of those nights. I don't actually know. There may be that oh. wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, add that to the list. Yeah, did Romans well, things that we don't know yet. So, like I said, I'd like to ideally focus a bit on the home brewing part because I actually have no idea about that. And I know it's a lot of people's sincere hobbies. And no, we're not going to talk about hobbies again. But did, you, did either of you want to maybe shed some light on what you know about the process of making? alcohol i know you said a bit about just leaving some vegetables and stuff around it doesn't have to be about beer it could be about wine or vodka or the difficulties or maybe what equipment you'd even need to do it i have like a bucket do you just put it in a bucket some way of pressurizing it i don't know you don't need the pressure at all for a bit i, I know you can uh, see it yeah but <coughs> if you want to have other seats with me obviously like i said beers that would do but yeah you, you don't need any anything to do with pressure really i know one thing about moonshine um went to Tennessee and I got some moonshine because it's sell it and it's like 60% or something stupid and it's called Blue Flame and it, the idea was when you had the distilleries and also that their idea of you know dodgy alcohol makes you go blind or that joke of like hillbillies being blind from alcohol or whatever because they brew up in the hills or whatever and is that a joke? I thought that was real <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's because I've seen it on like American Dad where they make jokes about going blind or whatever it's and the reason why is because if you distill it wrong, you produce methanol and the flame burns red. So the idea is you meant to flame proof, you know, you meant to check the flame. If it's red, it's going to make you blind because it's methanol. And if it's blue, it's ethanol. And therefore you make it alcohol and that's the good stuff. Hence why they call this moonshine blue flame. This place got it. Um, so that's one thing I know. And I know that's the pressure and I think it's like evaporating stuff and then they're having it distill and coils, which are cool. And then. So I got. <laughs> okay, he's the one that's doing the the recording. <laughs> so. I can hear you now. I didn't hear okay. you. Now. Okay, that's weird. It's funny. Um, 
Hmm. Yeah, I just I just stopped because he's it's his recording, so I assume. Yeah, you, you frozen, so we're like, oh we'll wait, but then we were like, wait. I was like, I can hear you, Freddie. He's like, yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> so, <wait. laughs> I just yeah, it's an You were just there like <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just that, like Alistair mentioned about the yeast, right? That the sugars and um, excrete alcohols as, by, as waste products, that they, they die from their own waste products when it gets above, what, 14%. So, yeah, I have no idea how you distill something to make it mad strong, because obviously vodka is like 40 or 36.5 or whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's that. Like, I think you just evaporate it and then it sort of goes back and then it, yeah, and then it goes back into the into a different vat. And then, oh, because the alcohol's got like a lower temperature of. Boiling. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've never made, I've never made anything stronger than beer, so I don't, I, I don't know. I can look it up for next week, of course. Mm. But I know you can make vodka and potatoes if you want to. Yeah, why is potato skins or something? Is it? I, I assume potatoes, but oh, I've got, just, a, you know, and... I've got a fun fact about um, the Great Irish Whiskey Fire, which is just one of my favourite ones. Wow, I, I'll, I'll quickly find out. Where you quickly find out the exact number of people who died. Um, oh, okay. Also, I saw a cool thing with research. research. So the thing about how they make babies, we watched a clever Christmas point quite <laughs> But how, like, as you get in to mix the the, the um the stuff and the cream and the and the whiskey together for babies is actually really difficult with your whiskey. I remember, but where yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yeah, and then yeah, they actually to mix them together is really difficult because they just separate. If you do it normally, so they've had to blast them through this like super super fine hose that almost like yeah, like mixes them together on like a sort of not molecular level, but like super super. Emulsifier. Like, uh, right? Yeah. Aerator. I've, I've I've I found the thing. So there was there was a whiskey fire in Ireland, and thirteen people died because of it. It didn't die because it was a whiskey distillery factory that set on fire. It didn't die from burns. 13 people died from alcohol poisoning because whiskey ran down the streets. People were filling up anything they could find with the whiskey on the street. And 13 people died of alcohol poisoning. I think that's just hilarious. <laughs> it's like, oh no, the, the factory's on fire, but people died because they got too drunk. 1875, that's what happened. I think that's just hilarious. Yes, yeah. Well, I heard recently, I mean, just in a kind of separate-ish similar note, that some people, like farmers around where I am, used to be paid in beer. I don't know if it's true, but then they got like people paying them got caught. Like, um, um, what do you call it when you put water right. on something to make it, you know, pouring down? Oh, yeah, pouring down. Dilute, yeah. Dilute. yeah, diluting the the beer, and they rioted and like like set fire to the town hall and tried to hang the mayor. <laughs> wow, that's huge. <laughs> I reckon right, if you I, I sure guys have done does like manual work and some like different manual jobs like, when you get to the end of like a day's work like that, then you have a beer, that is a different that's that hits different mm. than uh, yeah, yeah. Diff- so it's different, <laughs> but no no if you've done a full day's if you're a farmer, you know, especially I know the way I was gonna I don't know. Yeah, you definitely you'd you'd, <laughs> you'd have your priorities in order. So when you get like smoky whiskies and like peaty like when you have like, a peaty whiskey. I was thought like, well, where does it come from? It's like flames like that. And what they do is, so whiskey is either like, you have like Scottish or American, one's corn, one's, I think it's brain, something like that. One's one. That's how it's made from, the alcohol comes from. And when you have a peaty whiskey, what they do is they actually dig up peat, then they put it, they burn it, and the smoke then dwarfs over the grains, which are then used. And that's where this, the taste comes from. And it's just blowing that smoke over. 
So I, and I saw this huge factory that they're doing it, and it's just you yeah. see people digging up peat. It was on. I think this. I don't know if it's the same one you were watching, Alistair, where they show you how to make Bailey's and stuff like that. I think it was that Greg Wallace one. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good one. I like the distillery stuff. It's cool. Yeah, the flavor from the whiskey was well, a lot of it comes from the obviously not for the peat one, but a lot of it comes from the barrels. But they keep, yeah, yeah so they're like sort of 20 years or whatever age. And, yeah. It's like just Desperados that the like it's whiskey flavor is only from the fact that they was it tequila, I remember. It, they just so have like, yeah, whiskey yeah, flavor. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it's meant to have like a taste. All they do is they just put it in barrels, yeah, that's it. There's yeah. no, no flavor added, they just put the beer in barrels for a bit. And move them on and that's where it gets that that flavor from that makes you think actually like about where flavor of things like a flavor that you associate with something isn't necessarily inherent to that thing it's just that you have it together all the time or it's always used like mm. i can't think of an example of my head well, that's all that's sweets in it those sweets that are like bananas you know, banana, banana flavored banana sweets. Sweets. Like, what do they taste like they don't they don't taste like bananas but they taste like <laughs> something and it's like i don't know who was on the committee for that but that's good yeah blue I've raspberry heard, i've heard that that banana flavor is a, an old type of banana that we don't have anymore now we only have cavendish but i don't know if that's true or like a, a, a fun internet fact that's not true that, this episode i think is, is we sort of maybe know some things <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well okay so do either of you know anything about history or legality maybe of making red alcohol in any country there's a lot of info on america obviously but do you know anything about like legality of making your own booze I, obviously the big thing is you, you can make it you can make whatever you want booze wise but you're just selling it is where you get into legal issues more so than more, more currently anyway in the uk but yeah tax base at the end yeah as long as yeah, you, and you, have, you have, we have to have a license to sell alcohol like, so oh. yeah you know that's why it's an off license yeah, we can like, take them off. Promise you somebody you got an offline or an on license, right? But there's a place. So. Somebody worked at a pub. He was 18, something like that. He's just serving drinks and he served an undercover cop. And then got like, you like the thing of like you're selling to an underage person. They, not an undercover cop. They got somebody to go in for the police who was underage. He sold them a drink, not even thinking about it. And then I can't remember. Ramifications happened. It's kind of like, oh, it's kind of like life. You know, like, I don't know if you know like, a criminal record or something like that. It's like, oh, man, it's just something, especially working in pubs, because people just, especially if you're busy or something like that, I'm like, yeah, and people look older than they are. It's mad. Man. I mean, I was working in that bar that I won't say the name of, I guess, for reasons, uh, in Manchester, and there was, yeah, and this, well, there was a gang that was nearby that would come in, and they'd have this kid get, like, do, get the beers and stuff for them, I mean, like, the owner of the bar was just like, you have to serve them, like, no matter what, like, you serve them. And if they say they're not going to pay, you just say, okay. Like, you just, they were there, it's not worth you getting, like, hurt, and it's not worth, like, the business stuff. He, he didn't actually say it in such a nice way, but that happened. And so this kid, who was literally, like, 12, <laughs> by the way, would, like, come, and massive crisp <laughs> 50 quid notes. <laughs> but also the thing is, like, serving an underage kid, but could see he wasn't drinking any of it as well like he would just go over and give it to them and stand to the side and they'd like tell him to go do something like the funny one though is that, um obviously i don't know about you i don't know if you guys got ideas very often um pre-lockdown everything anyway but ever since lockdown you don't get ideas anymore you just wear a mask and you, if you buy alcohol now they just like sell it to you regardless yeah. of, like, this is a great time oh to be on underage drinking that like, obviously it's no. not you can't do anything but it's bad right this is the not videos from like, are hilarious i was in london and i was buying some beer 
and they were like, right, can I see some ID? Well, I pulled the mask down and then they said, right, see some ID. And I was like, these are non-alcoholic beers. And they're like, oh, hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, I've forgotten my ID, but they're non-alcoholic beers. And they didn't serve me. Because they'd asked for ID and I didn't provide it. And so on those grounds, I'm like, well, if we've asked for ID and you haven't got it, you can't have it. Uh-huh. And they're like, I'm really sorry. And I was like, well, I'll go get it then. So when I got my ID, what? Oh. And that's how I got out of the like, When I was 16, I worked at a hairdresser's and they asked, to, I think they asked me to get filters or something like that for smoking. And I can't remember if I did or I didn't get served. Something like that. And it was a case of like, if you, I think I didn't. And it was a case of, you know, like, oh, it doesn't matter if it's, it's not about the tobacco buying, it's just about the smoking, you know, like any like paraphernalia you're buying. Yeah. I mean, should they have asked a 16 year old to go get smoking stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, yeah. like I said, some people clearly have a, have a more relaxed view of the law than others, I feel. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. No. That goes back to ethics, doesn't it? Mm. Oof. There we go. Actually, we, yeah, we didn't go into law, must be about that. But yeah, yeah, sorry. Go. Yeah, actually, yeah. Go on, Fred. Okay, well, I can continue asking these questions or I can sum up and we can finish thoughts. You can yeah, do a final one. Okay. Are either of you, so let's say you guys started making some beers. Or some wines. I mean, the wine thing's interesting as well. I don't know if you go into it. Like, how bothered would you be about a like just general health of you? I mean, having potentially a massive increase to your availability of alcohol, like in front of you, and b how that might potential addiction. Like, as we as well as thinking about people who um, potentially hide their alcohol addiction behind a hobby. Behind a hobby. <laughs> hobby and advice yeah 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 can't really do. um i mean i definitely the reason i haven't brewed any i've still got the kit for obviously but the reason i haven't done any of it since uni is because there's no way living by myself i would be drinking that much because obviously yeah, it does go off obviously so if you don't drink it you know but um yeah i mean there's 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 maybe a bit of that i think obviously i mean i remember when i was much younger we went to this uh, like friend of the family he had this new year's party and he had beer on tap in his house and we were just like, wow, that's you know, that, that's pretty next level. And I remember yeah, they were they were the, they were some pretty pretty, you know, full time drinkers. They were. They were like, I don't know, yeah. it's, it's a weird uh, different view of it. I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, but go on. Go on for, yeah, for, for bringing it up, do you know the idea of like if you're not doing something right, do it yourself? And that's definitely not one of the places that I think would go to of like brewing anything. <laughs> like, like if like to brew a lager, for instance. Like, no, I'm just going to trust that I can't do that as successfully or as cheaply as I can just from buying it. You know, like most of the time we're like, I think I drink sporadically as well. So it'd be a case of like, you know, I'd, I'd make someone be like, I'm not even in the mood. <laughs> you know? It's not a good, yeah. It's definitely one of those things where and, and def- <laughs> you, you can just get, a, you can get a much nicer thing from, yeah. yeah. And it's definitely that thing as well. Like, or even for me, like if you've got a, be- a fridge full of beer and a fridge not full of beer, the amount of your drink is going to be substantially different just because of it's there. Like definitely, if I get like a, a pack of stubbies, you can bet I can drink it like a lot quicker than if they're not there. Like, I don't get that temptation if you know what I mean. But when they're there, you know. Yeah. So if you if you brewed like ten bottles of beer, you can bet you're probably going to drink them all. Whereas if the compared to if you like forty the, pints, not, mate, in a, in a go, you, you brew about forty pints, and when you do it, wow. Goodbye, so. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, just for the week. <laughs> But yeah, compared to just having that's two big. pints that you buy, well, I have like, to drink because otherwise I'm wasting. I've already paid for it all, so I'm going to get it's going to go hard. So I have think to of the starving children in Africa. In order to, you know. 
Like, but I'm guessing there's a low risk of making like methanol or making a beer that's actually gonna make you ill. It's pretty low. Right, there's, there's zero chance you can make any, any ethanol or uh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's zero chance you can you can go blind from homebrew beer. But and you're just there longer. with just a drink. You're like, it won't kill me straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Once we on after the second time we done it, it we did it, it was about. 50p a pint we, we, we were doing so it was definitely an economic way to drink beer but oh, again, so when we were living in a student house and we had lots of parties and things it was great it was perfect for that so I, it had its place for sure but i definitely wouldn't be rushing out to do it again um yeah now that we no longer accessing. but yeah especially with, <laughs> with the lockdown doesn't doesn't exactly lend itself to... <laughs> hey, like i like growing things whenever I get around to it, the problem is not in one place. I'm not going to do it now, but like, I just like the idea of fine-tuning a drink and being like, I really enjoy the taste of this. This is a lot of fun. But I am also worried about the effects of, I mean, I'm really bad at throwing away the rest of a plate of food. I have to finish the food or I have to put it in the fridge and eat it later. Um, so I have no idea what I'd be like. <laughs> with a half food batch of food. Like, oh, just all that effort, I guess I have to drink it. <laughs> It's 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 same like bake off of you know if you're baking like people get the, the perfect recipe like when you're cooking like spaghetti it's like you know you can keep tweaking it because it may be a meal that you eat regularly whereas if you're baking a cake you're gonna have to bake a lot of cakes and throw them away because realistic or give them away or sell them something like that because realistically you're not gonna eat all that same with drinking like I see is it Kylie Jenner or something like that they they perfected their tequila or like you know Dwayne Johnson's done it and like Ryan Reynolds and it's always like. Have you perfected it? How much have you actually like been drinking it, or did somebody make it for you? And you're like, I don't like that. We're full of alcoholic now, and I've perfected my tequila. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. How, yeah, can you perfect a drink with that? <laughs> just, I guess, oh, this tasting, isn't it? You have to swill it, spit it, don't you? I guess. Well, you can just taste like one taste. You have to chug it. Okay, so my last point, just because I'm curious about this, um, before I leave you to go and do your research, is do you know anything about actually like if you were making spirits, like the difference between making a rum and a whiskey and a tequila and a brandy and a cognac and a cavos of Savossier. Like, do you actually know the difference between how they make these? I'm assuming initially ingredients and then there's no whiskey that changed how they distilled it for like they used to have huge like story high stills and they changed it to like different ways of doing it. So I imagine some will be ingredients, some will actually be still themselves. And do you know what you're saying? Maybe like how you barrel it as well. It's got to be, assuming like the ingredients, the method of actually getting the alcohol and then how you store it before serving it. My guess. You basically covered that, yeah. I think, I don't know, but I can imagine, say you, if you just say, to show someone, you know, three different meals and we're like, well, well, how do you think you make these three different things? It's like, yeah, I reckon different <laughs> ingredients, different way of making it, different. <laughs> okay, different well, that's, gonna be, yeah, that's gonna be both of you's homework. One of those is just to pick um, a spirit or a drink that you don't know really how they make it. And I mean, you've got everything from Cointreau, but our orange drink, Bailey's. Did you choose um, one for us? So me and Alistair don't. If I don't know what you know, what you know do I? I don't know any of them really, I don't think. No, okay. Really. Would anyone like Cointreau? Because I have no idea if it's orange. That's it. Johnny? Okay, you can have that. I'll, I'll take that. Okay. And Alistair, would you like to pick from? Any of those, like, um, um, like so Bailey's the only one I know Bailey about, so yeah, I mean, I, I can just do whiskey if you want because I'm, I'm kind of quite curious about that. Do you know which one? 
Oh, I kind of know. But I do. Um, what do you like about rum? Rum would probably be more so. Okay, see if you can figure out, or if people can even make their own rum, or how you go about it, or how it's made, or something interesting about that. Because I don't actually know. I'm I'm actually going to give myself whiskey because I don't know anything about whiskey and I don't like it. <laughs> really. <laughs> so maybe if I research, I'll care more. If that makes sense. So I'm going to look up whiskey, and I was just going to say that we've just on what we've touched on that we're not sure about in today's part was chlorine and water question mark uh, prohibition in america again question mark i think only recently people can in some states even make their own alcohol vomitorium <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> check if that's true and bailey's cream i was kind of curious about like i, I still don't get how they made bailey's more after that what ships that make great episode of the it's a really good episode okay I'll, I'll just watch that that's my research greg wallace uh, yeah, and maybe if we come up to it, like how they make spirits above fourteen percent, that was something that you both mentioned a little bit about. And so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this first half of alcohol and its um, its intoxicating abilities when when you put it up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew, eh? <laughs> please, you learn um, something new every day. <laughs> exactly. If you've enjoyed this first half, please stick around. After the break of the second half, which is two minutes for you, but a week for us. Hey listeners, if you've made it this far and you have anything, maybe a product, another podcast, a charity that you'd like us to pop into our halftime interlude, please let us know at noideayetpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back after the break, everyone. It's been a minute for you, but it's been a week for us. So I hope you have time to grab yourself a drink, whether it be water, non-alcoholic beer, or some delicious Cointreau, <laughs> and settle in for the second half of No Idea Yet. So just as a little warning, there might be some difference in sound quality because somebody went and got themselves a really fancy new mic. And I'm sure you can all guess who it wasn't, <laughs> to my <laughs> jarring tone. So we're back here with Alistair and Johnny, and we were Hello talking there. about alcohol and perhaps how to make it. Would either of you like to go first with the homework that I set you before I ramble on about the stuff I found <laughs> about prohibition? <laughs> um, I don't mind going first. The first thing I wanted to look up was German fruit beer, because you know you said it was like, German beer can only have like four different ingredients for the thing. Um, yeah. And the things I learned is it originally came from Bavaria, which predates Germany, and it was originally stop wheat and rye prices rising, which would increase the price of bread. Because the more, if you use different stuff other than those four ingredients, it, yeah, so if you use wheat and rye for making beer, then it meant it was used more, prices went up, bread was more expensive. So they did that to stop bread prices going up, which I think is mad. Um, and in Germany, they either call it an ale or a multi drink to get around the beer thing. So you can have German fruit beer. It's not technically beer, it'd be a multi drink or an ale. Um, and it's the world's longest running food law, and it's 500 years old. Um, yeah, that's what I learned about oh, German fruit beer. 
that was really cool. That's that's cool. Because yeah, so wait, Bavaria. I really should really know this. Wasn't part of Germany. It was his own thing. Because I know from Dan Carling's blueprints for Armageddon that Germany was like forty years old in World War One, and before then, I think Bavaria. Oh, I don't know enough. It's somewhere in between Austria and Germany, something like that. Bavaria was. I may be completely wrong. I mean, I'm in it right now. <laughs> oh. At, go outside and ask. Yeah, I really should, but I mean, with a mask on, of course. <laughs> oh, um, okay, cool. Uh, Atlas, oh, go on. I can say, I also looked at vomitoriums because we chatted about that, and that was, it's nothing to do with vomiting. They never did that. That's just bulimia, which is something they didn't practice, apparently. Well, they may have, but not widespread. And the vomitorium bit was because vomit in, like, the, the word from Latin or something means to spew, to throw up, stuff like that. So that's why I say vomit for throwing up. But it's it actually, vomitoriums were entrances or exits to a stadium or a theatre. So it's kind of like the vomitoriums would spew crowds into the streets. So that's what it is. It's an adjacent room. I yeah. feel like I vaguely said that last week, not quite you did, not quite yeah, that eloquently, yeah, but something did. along those lines. <laughs> yeah, you did. You said it, yeah, yeah. it wasn't for throwing up. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's cool. I do like I do like the image of people being vomited by a building out onto the street. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens in bars at closing hours, to be honest. Mm. No, that's cool. So, Quentin, so yeah, Bavaria, I've just, just checked, I'm sure all of our German listeners are, are fuming. Um, it's yeah, it's just a landlocked basic area within Germany. Um, it's like a state, effectively. So Munich's in it, though, so Freddie, yeah, you, are, you are in Bavaria right now. Also, it had its own language, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty sure people have told me about this here, and or at least there's a very strong dialect. But I should probably look more up for that with our future language episodes that I reckon we're going to have. Um, so, Alistair, what fun stuff did you find? I can't remember what I set you as homework. I've got it here somewhere. You said I something about with chlorine in water was written down on my notes. Um, oh yeah. Basically, found out that there is there is chlorine in quite a lot of water. Um, it's just like you know a very small amount makes it a bit bit nicer to drink. Or not nicer, but it makes it a bit bit healthier. Um, but if you are worried about it, if you boil any water for fifteen minutes, you will get rid of all the chlorine in it. So oh, that's a nice not, little. I like it wasn't just a boil. It's like oh, if you just boil water, no, boil it for fifteen minutes. Like you got to keep the hub going. Or just oh, little trick: if you open your kettle, the lid, it'll just keep boiling. It doesn't stop. So why? Do you know? Like that just like just or you put you get some sellotape and tape the, the button down on the, <laughs> yeah. on the kettle and any water you have left after 15 minutes is fine <laughs> but it doesn't kill exactly. viruses boiling water that's why you should always filter dirty water if you've got one filter we'll wait for summer water. with a bit of a N95 charcoal N95 mask viruses are tiny like surely they're going to viruses it's more of like if you're in the wild make sure to filter it with if you can charcoal and a sock because then it means I think the charcoal neutralizes a bit, and the sock just filters out all the main, like mud in it kind of stuff. So you'll get a little bit cleaner. It's like put rocks charcoal. I in hope sock. it's like maybe the other way around, like the sock first. <laughs> just, you know, make use of your charcoal and clean sock collection that you've got on your about your person at all times. Um, yeah, no. So my main main uh, homework was on on rum. That was kind of what I mm. what I looked up a bit. Um, basically, a fair bit about molasses. And um, why Caribbean rums are the best, basically, for their sort of sugar production mm. and the wide variety of that. Um, we can give a little shout out to onthesourceagain.com for all this information. Um, yeah, the uh, the Caribbean rum basically has superior because of this sort of yeah wide variety of uh, sugar canes. Um, and 
yeah, there's like it, to do with the. Uh, I don't know. What, do, would you want to learn a bit more about the fermentation process? That was, you know. Yeah. That, well, that I was up. thinking about the home brews. Like, I'm kind of interested about how to make stuff. Johnny, what are you mm. gonna say? As I, I learned a lot about so the things I got written down as well as the Romans and fruit beer was distilling, difference between spirits, how is contra made, or contra. I don't know how to say that word. And then prohibition and spirits of a fourteen percent, which I learned a lot about for how we do stuff. So let's see what. So let's see what Alistair says that you already know then, I guess. Yeah. It's just my pants. <laughs> so I think the distillation stuff was basically just you, you evaporate. Like we, I think we, we pretty much you know hit some out of the park. You just yeah evaporate the alcohol. It boils at a lower temperature. So then you know it wafts off, and then you just condense it somewhere else. And then that 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 what condenses is a is much stronger alcohol because sorry, it's just you know much stronger. But don't forget, um, you've got heads, body, and tails when oh. you distill. So about seventy-five degrees Celsius. The first um, the first, I think it's like what is it? X amount of how a percentage of the stuff will be methylated spirits. So that's what burns red. That makes you go blind. That's called the heads. That's the worst bit. If you just still and distill all of your liquid, you will probably kill yourself. So you need to first get the first bit out, <laughs> chuck it away. Then you get the body. That's the good stuff that you've made the alcohol. Keep that. And then you get the end half called tails and you chuck that away again. because That's just not good. Um, yeah. And it's... And how, how do you know when, when you've got from your head to your body to your tail? Oh, a percentage. So I think, say, if you have like 100 mils of stuff you're distilling, it'll be like a, a percentage of that. So the first 50 mils, from, well, uh-huh. say if you had a litre, the first 100 mil is bad. The next 70 mils is good. And then the next 20 is bad again. Interesting. Um, yeah. And it's that's how you get, because it was spirits above 14%, because the so you, anything is which is mad, like vodka or like stuff like that, you just get potatoes. You mash them up, you put yeast in, and then you get the liquid from there, and that's what you distill. So you kind of sieve it out. So you have, and then that's when you you put it, you boil it up to about like uh, seventy five degrees, and because you want the, to leave the water there, and you can get ciders and beers above fourteen percent. Some things you can get super yeasts up to twenty one percent because the yeast is able to. You just, you just, I don't know if they're modified or they found the right yeast which is able to handle alcohol, but other things that you did is like fractional freezing or called jacking and what they do this like freezing cider outside so they get a massive barrel of cider they leave it outside in the cold and then you get these these ice blocks uh, forming you take that all out that's all the water freezing out so then you're left with 20 to 25 percent cider because you effectively rather than distilling as in you you boil oh. the alcohol off and keep that you're freezing just the water because alcohol's got a lower freezing temperature so that's another way of how they increase I've the never thought about that yeah, cool. Yeah, so you, you boil it freezing. or you freeze it, which is cool. But obviously, there's an upper limit. Yeah, that's all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, you know, when, if you have, you've must have put a beer in the freezer and forgotten, right? And it's frozen slash mm. exploded. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you take that ice out instead of waiting for it to defrost, mix it back in and realize that's a bad idea. But if you take that ice out, have you got super beer? I, I did it with Copperberg once because once I left Copperberg in my mate's freezer and it was just so perfect those ice crystals floating in the cider so as I said it's kind of like you've got like ice crystals kissing your lips as you drink in cider which was just incredible try doing that again Copperberg is probably the furthest drink from like a real cider to be fair <laughs> yeah. But, yeah try it again and I think one was like it was too frozen so you just had syrup which was super strong and then another time, 
they just blew up in my friend's freezer and I was like, I'm really sorry, there's like pink crap everywhere. <laughs> and glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, sorry, didn't mean to do that. Um, yeah, that's a classic thing of anything, right? Where you, you get something so perfect and you try it again and it just doesn't work. Yeah, like I'm... you try food for the first time somewhere and you, you know, try again. It's like, nah, nah, just not but Johnny just hijacked your sorry. Story, Alex, I, so excited. I thought you know. He, I thought I haven't seen this enthusiastic since he was talking about animals and circuses. So you know, <laughs> I was so lost with Bitcoin. I was so lost. I still am. I tried looking it up more, and I still just don't get it enough. That's brilliant, though. Um, so I thought two basically two quite quite funny things. I thought so. A ninety-six percent is the cutoff for rum, because after that it's just ethanol, <laughs> which I think is pretty sad anyway. And then there's this thing called navy rum, yeah. which was basically it doesn't actually exist. It's, it's not a, a technical thing, but it's is it any rum that was over fifty-seven percent, and it was called that because it was said that the rum served on the boats had to be strong enough to burn. So in case it leaked on the gunpowder, they'd have to be able to have to be able to burn it. So <laughs> it needed to be fifty-seven percent. Oh, that's what, it's quite funny. Um, like, isn't that a thing? It's like powder-proof or gunpowder or something. Yeah, I've definitely heard. I know what you mean some powder. Yeah. But yeah, molasses. Do you guys know what molasses is? Did I explain that well enough? Yeah, yeah it's basically like yeah, you put boiled sugar and then it turns into sort of the the black stuff that comes off of it. Is yeah, the molasses and that's what they used to sort of flavour the rums. And obviously, the more you ferment it with that, um, the, the sort of yeah, the, that's how you get the darker rums. And obviously, yeah, the, the light ones are just more just distilled quicker, I think. Is that? And like... obviously, they're kept in barrels and things to give them their better flavours and all sorts of stuff. Really, but yeah, so I don't know. It made me quite quite fancy a rum and yeah, something. <laughs> Do you remember those sick. Facebook um, videos against Dungeon. Coke when they like look how much bad stuff is in Coke and they boil Coke down and they get this like tar at the back, but then if you have Diet Coke, they boil it down and it's all gone. There's nothing there, so it's, it's therefore safer. But I'm assuming it's just that's just when you boil Coke, you just get sugar and like, as you think the molasses. <laughs> Whereas the Diet Coke is kind of like, why isn't there anything left behind in Diet Coke? <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, so, what, what is the one ingredient that yeah Coke has that Diet Coke doesn't? <laughs> And also, yeah, oh, this is the tar that, you know, yeah, like, I don't know. The one, the one that actually is quite convincing, that. have you seen the one with the, the cigarettes where they put their cigarettes through that, like, uh, sort of glass dome thing with cotton wool inside of it? Oh, and yeah. It's got, like, a pump, and then he puts, he's just, like, puts 100 cigarettes through it, and it's just, like, full of this, like, oh, black goo, and yeah. it's, it's very gross. There's no escaping that. <laughs> yeah. But vaping, I'm thinking where you're going with, like, I was thinking, like, because, like, Coca-Cola, you know, you put, like, a penny in it, and it comes out clean. So right. I was thinking you were going to say, like, you know that thing they did where put cigarettes in coca-cola and, <laughs> 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 and it took a wild turn and cotton wool. Yeah. would you guys wait is there anything else you wanted to say on rum before i um sorry let me have i think that was you said that caribbean um, was the best stuff yeah so yeah because the caribbean because yeah they've got this sort of you know very wide choice of um of uh yeah of sugar production and so they've got lots of yeah, lots of products to to kind of choose from um um, yeah, that was yeah. I mean, there's the the difference between the pot and the chamber in terms of the distillation, but not super interesting. It's basically just the yeah, one's a sort of long column, the other one's a pot with a sort of swan neck thing on it, which is um, yeah, it's quite pleasant. I mean, yeah, it's just the factories of everything. Like that. I think it's really, I know it's always quite quite interesting. Did did you guys um check out that uh, Greg Davis? Sorry, Greg uh, Greg Wallace thing inside the factory. I do not have time. I really did want to, but I haven't. I, I it's still on my list. I, I, I like the idea if it was Greg Davis instead of Greg Wallace doing it. <laughs> just one week and see if anyone notices. Just, just just switch him out without saying anything. <laughs> really tall comedian. And have this shot of him so it's always just his chin. So it's just like... <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, that's pretty. Who used to actually be a teacher, right? Yeah. He was, he was, he was teacher. the drama teacher, yeah. You'd hope he'd be, although he always makes jokes that he was a terrible teacher, but you never know if that's just him, for comedy's sake. Yeah, Johnny, you haven't said about your Quantro. I know, it depends. I, I feel like you want, you want to say stuff, Freddy, so I feel like I've, I've been too excited about the knowledge I've learned. <laughs> yeah, I'll just quickly speak about whiskey, because I haven't got much, and then you can take the, take the lead with your Quantro. Quintrio. Okay, so whiskey is weirdly, I think the most important thing and interesting thing I found out is that it's to all intents and purposes, it's beer. Huh. So basically, the only difference between beer and whiskey is like maybe some fun procedures there that the whiskey maker does with fermentation slash the distillation to make it really strong, which you could do to a beer if you wanted to. You can distill beer to make it strong, but People don't, generally, except for those crazy people in America who made like 60% beers, which I don't even know how they did that. The general, general method to making whiskey is you take a bunch of grains, there's a whole load of options with grains, uh, just like beer. You prepare them by drying them, just like beer. You mash and cook them to make a wort, and then you ferment this wort. You would not want to drink the wort. Everyone says you don't want to drink the wort. <laughs> It doesn't sound like the most appetising thing on the planet, to be fair, does it? I know. Oh, do I want to try some wort? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I might, might be right there. I might, might pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you ferment it with yeast, as I'm sure you can imagine. You distill it, like Johnny was saying, about taking the alcohols out and putting them back in to make strong. And then you can age slash finish it or whatever in barrels, which can be like fresh wood barrels or it can be smoked barrels or whatever generally it's white oak i think this is all stuff you can theoretically do with beer that's the fun thing like really it's 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 interesting there's a bunch of different arguments why it's they're different but to an alien maybe they're just different forms of the same drink who knows weirdly i don't know i just never really cared for whiskey but i friggin love beer so (laughs) if there's a huge taste thing there but then i guess i could say that i really like i don't know lamb chops but i hate eating lamb kidneys so oh, i feel like, <laughs> like your salty chips or eating salt <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry Fred. can you just reel off another about 10 or 15 of these examples i'm a bit lost here mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. um, so you really like driving but you hate being hit by a tractor <laughs> that's the best one that's definitely it um, yeah so then then the fun stage is that you can mix and mingle which is probably where like those connoisseurs really get their noses in a in a twist that's right, I'm going to mix my metaphors as well about how you mix and what you mingle with. Although pure stuff gets kept pure. You know, in Single malt and blended. And then, yeah, and then you can dilute it if you wish, which I never thought about, but I guess, yeah, of course. Maybe stuff is diluted if it's a bit too strong. And you can pop it in a bottle. And in theory, it never, ever, ever goes off. So, I mean, you can just leave it in a bottle forever. It doesn't mean it's going to make it taste better. But you can leave it will evaporate though, right? Eventually, day. probably, maybe. But in a sealed bottle, like not not like not just like a cup on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Do, but might be wise. Might okay, be a good so quick question. I'm gonna just I'm gonna giving you a heads up. I'm gonna give you a quiz on the prohibition in a bit, um, and I'm gonna tally up points. But this is just a quick fun question for whiskey. What country consumes the most whiskey? By volume or by per capita? Volume. I want to. I want to say, possibly 
because I think it was like China invented whiskey first. I know it's the Scots, and I think the Irish also have a claim to it. But I think China was the first to make it, so I'm going to say China just for sheer quantity of people there. And yeah, if it came from there. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like any of these questions, if you go, oh yeah, Scotland or China, which <laughs> by volume, it's, it's not going to be that close, but per capita maybe. But no, I, don't, I, I, don't, I yeah, China, I'd say probably. Well, I mean, the US, one. obviously. Okay, I'll go US just, just to uh, just to mix it. Okay, so drinking more than half of the whiskey sold around the world every year, it is India. No way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, well, I mean, I don't know what I was going to base on, but no, I didn't know that. Interesting. I've got another one. Did you hear about the, the, the granddad who bought his grandson a bottle of whiskey every year for his birthday? And luckily he, he chose a, a whiskey which was quite... It ended up being a valuable, popular whiskey. Um, and each one was an 18-year-old. So when he was just born, he had an 18-year-old bottle of whiskey. First birthday, 18-year-old bottle of whiskey. Um, kept doing that. On his 18th, he'd got 18 bottles and they amassed £40,000 worth because they've increased in value by that much. Having a, an 18-year collection of 18-year bottles of whiskey. Just mad. I was like, I think Nishi said like it would be like for uni or something like that. But I mean, like that's a nice gesture. But when you've got the idea of having a big collection, I feel you'd be like, I kind of just want to keep it. And then would you drink it? Do you not drink it? Do you sell it? You know? No, it's it's a very it's a solid investment, I think. And yeah, in terms, you know, probably probably slightly better than Bitcoin at the moment. You you could argue. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! I could see that coming. I mean, uh, yeah, wasn't that one of if the thing is if I was given a bottle of whiskey every day for my birthday from when I was eighteen, I'd probably drunk it each time. But because by the time I'm like sixteen or whenever you start drinking, like you've already got sixteen bottle collection going. You're like, yeah, you can't oh, actually, not. I think I kind of will run with this. Yeah. But yeah, you win the most responsible dad award when you're what did you get your son for his second birthday? Oh, same as last year, mate. <laughs> nice big bottle of whiskey. <laughs> he doesn't seem to care that much. <laughs> He's just crying. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll okay, say Johnny, you got to go. Come on. Yeah. So contra. So I learned. So, so for a lot of things, how you distill it, you can get neutral alcohol, which I didn't know was a thing. So, so vodka is similar to, to neutral alcohol, but it's got a bit more flavour from the potato and whatever. So neutral alcohol is about 96% alcohol, and that's where they just distill it from. You can do it from anything, so sugar beets, you can do it from um, potato, whatever. And like really, whatever country has the most of an organic material. So it's like, oh, you know, like say in um, Caribbean, they've got loads of sugar um, beets, so they use that as a standard, I guess, in like the youth. In Scotland, they'd have grain, whatever. Um, so that's what a lot of stuff they end up just having the neutral alcohol, and they mix it with the stuff to infuse it, and that's where you get it. So, like, for gin, for instance, I think they may actually distill it, but sometimes it'll just be that like you infuse that natural, the neutral alcohol with your flavours, and then you add water and sugar until you get to the right desired percentage. But contrary to how it's made, is they have it of where they, they get neutral alcohol, which I find cool, they mash it with bitter and sweet orange peel, so bitter orange is just green oranges, then they dist- then they like they mush it all together. Then they distill it. So then you have from that mush, they then evaporate parts of that off, and then they mix that with sugar and water to get that kind of orange flavour. And usually with like new peels, you get that like awful tangy taste. When you distill it, that's lost in the process. So yeah, ha- so you don't need to worry about it. And the old peels that they use go as cattle feed, which is quite cool. Yeah, and also for neutral alcohols, even if they're made out of stuff with gluten in them, their gluten-free distilling process gets rid of those things, which 
people will be allergic to. So you never need to worry about having grain alcohol if you uh hypercelia, is that the word? That sounds that sounds right. I see that disease is the gluten one, so yeah, yeah I think yeah. pretty sure. Like. Yes, it's quite cool. And so contra is forty percent, then you get triple sec, which is like fifteen percent, which comes from curacao, tri- triple mm. or something. They're all orange like alcohols. Um over I the never year. thought about that. Like that, they're related. Don't know why. Yeah, cause yeah, it, the triple set comes from contra triple or something like that, and they're all based from peel and just and using alcohol or whatever. And the reason why curacao is blue is because it's from the Caribbean originally, and blue looks tropical, <laughs> and it's orange flavor. You can you can see how that all started, can't you? Just like you've got, especially in like days of zero waste, not because it's trendy slash the planet's dying, but because you're poor. <laughs> and you need to maintain like anything you've got. But, so taking peels of stuff and being like, right, what mm. can we do with this? And someone being like, guys, boost. <laughs> Let's load it up. Also, I like the idea of used orange peel, giving it to cattle, but like forgetting it's really, really alcoholic. So you just get loads of drunk cows. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't help. If a cow drank enough, if a cow drank enough, like I mean, this is obviously unethical, but the alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, would that be the same for us? If we drink enough alcohol, will our sweat be alcoholic? Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, uh, when you're breastfeeding, you're not meant to drink alcohol. Yeah, yeah, surely then, yeah, totally. So if you drink I enough strawberries, yeah. <laughs> strawberry milkshake, and alcohol, alcoholic strawberry milkshake, straight from the source. I saw. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna order if you're gonna get a restaurant, if you've got any uh, alcoholic strawberry milkshake, or anything like, yeah, sorry, we just need to go go out the back, get a cow drunk, <laughs> give it a few months. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I think there might be an easy way to go about it, but you know. You guys talk about Bailey's before. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, either of you looked it up. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I sort of. It was just again. It was from that uh, in the factory thing with uh, with with Greg Wallace, not Greg Davis. Um, yeah, it's basically just like the fact that they had to. If you mix it, if you mix cream and whiskey together, it doesn't. It doesn't mix. So they had to put it through this like super super high pressure thing to like. To get it to just just to, just to create the sort of you know creamy texture and I think with anything like that, you know, as soon as you realise quite how much effort goes into it, it's like wow, actually that's uh, really gives you I don't know a bit more, a bit more appreciation. You got to think, how did they Perhaps. come up with that? It's like hmm, this this cream and alcohol doesn't mix, but I'm gonna force it. How do I do that? Make a complicated <laughs> machine. It's like something like what's it? So the only way they're made is with a really specific machine that's not able to be done naturally. Like how on earth did they? Did someone have to do science behind trying to get a what's-it? Or did they just... It's a big machine. How do you stumble across a big machine to make a what's-it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. The guy who made the... Um, um, what's called the Flaming Dr. Pepper. That was that was, was that accidental. I can't remember. But yeah, the... um Yeah, and I, I, yeah you, see, you see all these like bizarre things that are, are just commonplace now, you think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, that's quite interesting. Okay, well, for this next potentially final part of today's and this week's episode... I thought we could have a fun little prohibition pop quiz. That's right. I'm going to ask you eight questions that you can vaguely answer in any vague way on your paper. And then at the end, we'll go through the answers. Because sometimes it's fun to just uh, put them all at the end. So anyone listening at home, feel free to Google along (laughs) and check me or just write down your own answers. Okay, so first question, starting off with some history. How long... Was the U.S. prohibition for alcohol a full official 18th Amendment for? I feel that's going to be one of those embarrassing okay. things where it's like there's so much history about prohibition. It's like oh, it's only two years long. You know, they just really, really didn't like not having alcohol. 
I was going to say it's more like two weeks because they realise they can't do it because everyone can just make it in their bathtubs. But... Well, we're going to... Yeah. Okay, question two. Did... It's pretty much just a yes or no, but you can put a why, like why you think it's true or false. <laughs> so you can Did put a Y on N if you want, just to save time. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. Oh. Just, a, just a line. Um, did World War One help or hinder prohibition? Yes or no. <laughs> well, you can put why, but you can put why you think. Yeah, no, like, yes, because they didn't have money for guns. <laughs> they needed it for booze. I don't know. Just, okay. So it turns out the whole English forces actually sold their weapons for booze to the Germans. <laughs> you never know. Um, okay, number three, question three. You can you only have to name one, maybe. What did prohibition actually ban? And you can't just put alcohol. That's not the answer. I don't know. What about alcohol did it ban? There's three answers here. You just need to get one of them. Were we not meant to look up anything about prohibition? No, no, this is it doesn't matter. Like I just thought cool. I'd just quiz you. Homework free pub you... quiz, mate. Pop quiz. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Heavy. Okay. Question four, halfway mark. Right. <laughs> what was a legal way to get hold of booze in the prohibition? During the prohibition. Right. What was a legal way to get hold of booze? Okay, question five. This is a rapid pub, pub quiz. What did some breweries do during prohibition to stay afloat since Ooh. they could no longer use their machines to sell alcohol or well, make alcohol? What did they do? There's a couple of options. It's a it's a fun one. That was a fun little fact. I'm guessing they didn't do make anti-back stuff like everyone has done in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> they all made masks. N95 or PPFF. 2P, FFP2 mask. Question six. Approximately, and I'll give you within, let's say, a thousand, how many people are estimated to have died from homemade hooch? <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a, I give you a clue if you want. It's at the time 0.008% of the population of the US. I think that's quite that's quite large, isn't it? That sounds quite a lot. That sounds like it a lot. might throw yeah. you off more than you think, but you never know. Okay. Um, seven. What was what? What did Roosevelt allegedly drink to celebrate the repeal of prohibition? What drink? I'll give you a clue. It was alcoholic. And the final question is a nice, easy yes or no. But you can always put why. Did prohibition decrease drinking in the US? That could be before, during, and after. I don't know why it would affect it before, but there we go. <laughs> it's a time travel. Okay, we good? Sticky. Yes. I hope you kids at home joined in a little bit, or at least are interested in what the answers are. So <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> just, just listen. Just, 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 just listen. If you don't, if you don't want to listen, just why you listen to the podcast? Go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. We never wanted to go to a pub one. quiz and not take part in it, but just listen to the listen to a pub quiz. That's, that's, that's the dream, right? Maybe people like pub quizzes on YouTube just to fall asleep to. Who knows? Like... There's got to be people who fall asleep for that. Woke up a little bit smarter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we won't waste too much time. Like, number one, 
how long do you reckon pub, um, the prohibition lasted? Ten, Johnny? No, I'm going to say ten minutes because that's Zoom calls ten years. <laughs> ten years? Alistair? I, I was going six months. Thirteen years, nearly fourteen. Wow. Not six months. Wow, that's a long time, so, isn't it? I wasn't... I wasn't sure what I expected, but I think in the end that was actually longer than I thought. That's especially considering the USA's short history. Ah, I see. Sorry. Yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? It is a short history. They didn't have knights. <laughs> they did have cowboys, though. So, fair play, US. Fun fact, guys, if anyone didn't know that. <laughs> like the same thing. Okay. Um, I still would like to answer first. Do you think World War One helped or hindered prohibition? Yes. <laughs> you're like this is a yes or no question and you're like this you <laughs> oh, no, sorry, say why I, I, I think um, I think it probably hit I mean can you, what, what years were to and from then sorry the prohibition was it 13 years from 1920 to 1933 okay interesting um, that sounds like a painful yes I thought it finished <laughs> well, uh, wait was the first world war helped or hindered it then well that was yeah, did, the first world war was did the, 14 to 20 war... 14 to 19 right so surely <laughs> so, like, if it started the year after World War One, <laughs> it's like the year after. So, it, it seems like it helped. It basically sounds like it started. It started the prohibition started after the end of the First World War and finished at the beginning of the Second. Yeah. So, do you think any of this? Basically, look. There's a, there's a link. Okay. I I know that. Okay. Um, what is it? I wrote this down somewhere. Um, was it Canada? Yeah, they had during World War One. They had a prohibition, and England specifically didn't have a prohibition or they, they did want one for world war one because they were like it's not good for the troops all this alcohol is bad um i mean i don't know if that's i don't know if alcohol is morale boosting or the opposite um well basically the point is that it the world war one did help turn the nation in favor of prohibition because why people are xenophobic <laughs> <laughs> um basically a lot of um, alcohol crusaders who, uh, sorry, anti-alcohol like kind of crusaders, um, they saw German brewing industry as a threat. They like German enemies, if you know what I mean. And so they argued that the Germans were like getting stealing money from them, and like it wasn't basically it was a, it was wasn't American to drink European beers or especially German beers. So that's helped the prohibition, if that makes sense. No way. Okay. Yeah, right. Maybe I have to rewrite my questions next time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can either of you give me one thing that prohibition banned, uh, Johnny? Um, um, uh, making alcohol. Yep. True. Correct. Alistair. About the sale of alcohol in pubs or anywhere. Yes. The reason I asked this question is because it did not prohibit the drinking of alcohol. You could drink, and in fact, people hoarded alcohol in order to drink. Isn't the prohibition? I feel like isn't the case with all um, drugs that it's not like drug illegal bands. to be intoxicated, but it is how you actually acquire the substance, isn't it? Maybe. Don't know. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say this sounds like a classic like chatter party. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Question four: What is a legal way to? What was a legal way to buy booze during the prohibition? Uh, Alistair, do you have anything? Um, I was just thought med- medicinal because they they did love a bit of you know alcohol in. Correct. Yeah, that is correct. Johnny, did you put the same? Uh, communion as well. So like going to church, 
So you know what? I don't know. Yeah, apparently the only two ways was medicine or church. And I'm guessing for communion. Oh, there you go. I got done there. Bread and wine. I actually only had the... Well, it's the opiate of the people, mate. You know, there's definitely, there's definitely a link between the, you know, <laughs> religion and the... Right. Okay. This is my favourite question. Question five. What did some breweries do to stay afloat? Do you ice uh, for cars? For car windscreen? Cordial. <laughs> yes. Just making, like, blackcurrant juice instead. Oh, man. It's way more interesting. We just like, what do they have in pubs that doesn't that isn't alcoholic? <laughs> a little cordial button, yeah, we just went pretty hard on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, so some breweries turn to making things like ice cream, some turn to making non-alcoholic beer, and then others, this is the fun part, made things like they're called wine bricks. <laughs> it's like dehydrated, like prepared grapes that you then add water to and yeast and people could make their own wine at home oh smart that's quite cool yeah they also did the same yeah they also did the same with beer people could add their own yeast and their own beer which i'm sure tasted just great (laughs) in their (laughs) bathrooms which brings us on to the next question approximately how many people died from food this is obviously a rough estimate and it's impossible really to know the true answer but, um, Alistair? I'm in 300. Oh, I put 300. 10, so 10, when I said within the nearest thousand and you put 300. Oh. <laughs> Did you say nearest thousand? <laughs> I think so. People can maybe I, I, I said 300,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go, I'll go 32,000 then. 32,000? Sure. Okay. And Johnny? 10,000. Oh, on the head. It's a, it was a potentially a little more than 10,000 people died from poisoning. There you go. Just the rough estimate. And <laughs> so somewhere between 332,000, really. If you... <laughs> to be fair, bang on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The population in 1933 at the end of Prohibition was about 125 million. And so that equates to about 0.008% of the population. I should have done my turn of awesome maths there, hey? Yeah. It's all right. Um, right. <laughs> Second to last question, penultimate, number seven. What did Roosevelt allegedly drink on repeal? I mean, I'm guessing you guys just picked random drinks out, out of thin air, <laughs> unless one of you knew Is it, it a mint julep? Because I just feel that's like a classic Southern American drink. I don't know why. That feels like it. That's a great song. Great it- song. Is it Julep? Is not. it something like that? I can't remember. I will finally um, say great song because I went with Pina Colada. So. Ah, also a great song. Also a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. Also probably wrong. Yeah, Mint Julep. I can't remember who it was by. I would recommend listening to as well as Pina Colada if you want to listen to it. Allegedly, he drank a dirty martini. It's called Escape, by the way. Not not Pina Colada. There you go. What's called Escape? The Pina Colada song is called Escape. Huh. I didn't know that. It's actually not called the Pina Colada song. I think it's called Escape, in brackets, the Pina Colada song. Oh, right. Have you ever heard it? It's actually really weird. It's about like a dude who cheats on his wife and then meets meets up with another woman who is then his wife. Yeah, it's crazy plot twist. Yeah, both cheat on each other with each other. Um, Do either of you know what would make a dirty martini dirty? Uh, Um, Vodka? No, that is methanol. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. Um, It was... Well, you can add brine or olive juice ah. to the gin and vermouth or vermouth 
uh, mix. That's there gross. you go. And the last question on this very strange pub quiz round is: Did prohibition decrease drinking? Uh, no. Alistair? No. I put no. Johnny? I put no. Yes, it did. It oh, it did decrease it. it. Yes, it decreased the drinking during by 70%, apparently. And afterwards, I can't remember if it was 30% less or something. Like There was actually less drinking after Prohibition as well, despite the term roaring something. Roaring 20s? Roaring 20s? I don't know. People thought that 20s, people went yeah. wild afterwards, but actually they technically didn't drink as much as like that you thought. They stayed chill. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed my fun little... Mate, the Roaring Twenties, we are in them right now. The Roaring Twenties, I'll yeah, tell you what. Once again. <laughs> what, what, this is definitely the COVID Twenties. What's, what's it oh, called? Oh, mate, don't. The 1910s, because our house is like the teenies, and <laughs> I, I don't think they called it back then. It's like, you know... Oh, is it also the noughties, the 1900s? Maybe the start of? Did enough stuff happen Ooh. that they needed to do that? I like the idea that there's just no history. There's a Nothing happened, mate, dude. On BBC News, and there was no news to report, so they just played some music. And apparently, at the time, there was like some huge war going on in the Middle East, but just we weren't that well connected to know that was going on. But yeah, there's fully a time on BBC News, and they're like, there's no news to report today. Obviously, before the time of when it's like, oh, a man um, was walking his dog and got two back legs and here's a little video of it. Um, Anything okay. makes news after. <laughs> like light news. news. Nice. Oh, that is not, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, not an issue we have in the modern day. Oh, it's, it's illegal to distill in the UK unless you have a license, by the way. That's one of the thing I learned. So you if can you ferment. Yeah, you can ferment, but you can't distill. So if for home brewing, go ahead for anything that. You, I guess you could technically do the jacking where you can freeze it, but you're not allowed to distill. That is illegal. I'm guessing because you make a methylated spirits, you can kill people doing that. It's, yeah, the dangerous. Of the yeah, going blind and everything, I think yeah, I don't know. Oh, one, so do you see like the war? What apparently slavery and the Civil War delayed prohibition in America? That they've been wanting to do that, but then yeah, the Civil War got in the way of that first, and then obviously until after World War One. Yeah, how much that? Huh. Wonder what they'll say about. Wonder if like Brexit will be compared to like prohibition, like the Britain left the EU between. <laughs> 2020 and... This is widely considered a bad move. (laughs) (laughs) By historians and a lot of people at the time. Uh, Venezuela has a prohibition uh, for 24 hours before every election and and also with Holy Week because there's an increase of crashes and stuff because that's the end of Lent. Alcohol, like... Completely ruined the indigenous communities in like Australia, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That's like a really big problem. I'm sure, yeah. Because you suddenly bring in loads of like... Oh, so everything you've learned for how you function in your country, we're going to just bring in like first world problems and stuff. And like, oh, you need to get a job now to get money to eat. Yeah, what you did before, that's not going to be able to feed you. Or or they got like government um, funding, kind of like a bit like a benefit kind of thing, obviously full of upsetting. And they just end up, yeah, having alcohol, buying alcohol, getting drunk because suddenly it's like the thing that gave me purpose and my job is now I don't need to do anymore. They just give me money and, you know, they just lose all sense of person, I feel. Because, yeah, we're the bad guys. Yeah, we're the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, we are. Anyway, is there anything that you guys wanted to add before I throw away? Um... <laughs> before I just chop the, <laughs> <laughs> chop the end off. Okay, well, thank you very much 
Johnny and Alistair, for your looking up some stuff from the week gone past. I hope you listeners, wherever you are, have thoroughly enjoyed our episode and enjoyed your drink that you accompanied it with. This has been Freddie, Alistair and Johnny from this week's episode of No Idea Yet. If you've enjoyed this podcast and it's actually made it to the end, please consider following us on Instagram at No Idea Yet Podcast. And if you have any ideas or topics that we could talk about, feel free to either message us there or send us an email at noideayetpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>